Games of the Decades, the final entry. I am your host, Luke, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Crystal. Hello. And Chelsea. Hello. And I am also joined by two guests, Cassandra. Hi. And Maxie. It is, as always, a pleasure. The 20-teens are over. They have been for probably over a week by the time you're listening to this. But... We still have to decide which game released between 2010 and 2019 was the best one. Uh, so each of us has nominated a game to put on this list, and uh, let's let's see where it goes. You know, there's I don't think there's any more need for preamble. Let's just rip right into this some bitch, Maxi. Uh huh. You nominated Bug Fables: The Everlasting Sapling. What is that, and why is it the best game of the 2010s? Well, I'm going to ask you a question, Luke. Okay. Uh, have you heard of a game called Undertale? I think I might have. It's already on the list, so I couldn't nominate that. Have you heard okay. of a different game called Hollow Knight? Yeah, yeah, that one rings a bell. Okay, so imagine if instead of a Castlevania with a lot of Dark Souls influence, Hollow Knight were a Paper Mario... Just a little tiny little bit of Dark Souls influence in there. Okay, okay. I'm with you so far. Play these three little bugs. There's a bee named Vi. Uh, there is a beetle named Kabu. And there is uh, a moth named Leif. And you go around looking into the mystery of, uh, you know, things around this country of Bulgaria. Looking for ancient artifacts uh, trying to uncover the secrets of Leif's past and so on. And uh, it's like Paper Mario. You have your jumps equivalent. with You throw a boomerang at flying enemies. You have your beetle guy tackle and stab uh, ground-based enemies. And it's it's I actually really like it in part because I enjoyed Paper Mario, the thousand-year door, uh, which I'm told is the best game of all time, to your knowledge. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot as a kid, and I enjoyed it even more when I revisited it in, like, high school. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel that what Bug Fables really brings to the table is a lot more strategic depth, in part because by having these three characters and separating the jump equivalent and hammer equivalent into completely separate player characters... Um, uh -huh. It makes you think a lot more about the order you have to do things in, um, what's the best way to go about taking down a given enemy. Uh, okay, okay. And in particular, something I like about it is there's an optional hard mode, um, and I played the whole game with it on because uh, it really made things tense. And I didn't often lose, but I often had to make full use of my resources, which is something that a lot of the time, even in good RPGs, you don't have to do. So the fact that I did, I really appreciated. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying this is a Paper Mario esque RPG 
that you're comparing to Undertale a little bit, where one of the playable characters is a bee. I wasn't really comparing it to Undertale. That was more just a joke. Oh, that it just it's it's really it. the second best game, and you can't pick number one. Well, apparently it's the third best game. I'm told. Well, well first best of the decade. Okay. Um, uh, I, I'm just saying yes. everything you're saying sounds like Chelsea really needs to play this. No, it, yeah, it's I, super this fun. looks cute. <laughs> and I'm going to just uh, probably bring up Minutia a lot to defend my pick because okay. I'm going to be pulling hard for it. All right. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's see what Moby Games has to say about it because it's not a ton because this game is relatively obscure, I feel like. Yeah, uh, I had never heard of it until you yet. just started uh, tweeting about it nonstop constantly. I've made it my personal crusade to get Bug Fables the attention it deserves. I will say, you've put it on my Steam wish list at the very least. Uh, Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling, is an adventure RPG following three heroes, Vi, Kabu, and Leaf, as they embark on an epic quest in Bulgaria in search of the Everlasting Sapling, a treasure that can grant immortality. The game combines colorful platforming with the hero's unique abilities as they explore a wide variety of areas in the kingdom. The turn-based battles make use of action commands that power up your attacks. Story. Hidden within the foliage of nature lies a small but prosperous continent, Bulgaria. Insects from all over the world travel to it in search of the treasure scattered across it. The most sought after of these artifacts is the Everlasting Sapling. Eating just one of its leaves can grant even immortality. In search of this ancient artifact, a brave team of explorers, Vi, Kabu, and Leaf, will travel across many different environments. In order to do so, they must work together to clear puzzles, defeat strong enemies, and help the general bug populace. Yeah, this game sounds alright. What is it about, like, so I can see, like, this clearly has very cute graphics, it sounds like it's fun to play, I, it, it looks very good. What is it that makes it the best, or second best? Part of it is, like I said, it's obviously not to the same extent as with Hollow Knight, where it's a game all about the you know decline of a fantasy kingdom due to mm-hmm. the loss of its weird magic king. Um, yeah. But I think there's still a bit of... Um, I don't know necessarily Dark Souls, but thematically it hits similar beats. There's some horror elements, particularly near the end. Um, it deals to some extent with... Politics would be an exaggeration, I think, but, uh, you know, sort of the nature of dynastic power comes into it. Okay. Um, I found that the environments were really... They were just pleasant to look at, and also they were really well-realized, in my opinion. Mm. One thing I like a lot about it, uh, I don't want to spoil too much about the specifics, but uh, you notice as you go through the game that... These areas really are shaped by the scale of your characters because they're all bugs. Like right. their houses are built out of old cans and boxes that got discarded, and like you know, a, what looks like a river to you is actually just a little trickle or a stream. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also I thought the characterization was pretty strong. You know, they're not like the deepest characters in the world, but I think for you know an indie RPG like this, following in the footsteps of uh, Paper Mario, I think the characters, they get uh, a good dynamic going. Uh, you are able to care about them, which is more than some RPGs can manage. Sure. Um, and just overall, I, it was good to come to this and feel like the world was uh, well-conceived, I guess. And that okay. yeah. it's, it's pleasant to spend time in. It's 
intriguing. It's got there's lore here, you could say. Oh. Ooh. And it's just fun to go around and uh, experience the plot and play through the battles, which are great cuz Paper Mario Combat back when those games were RPGs was great. Man, sure is a bummer what happened to Paper Mario, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I, I don't want to get too deep into Paper Mario. Sure. I will say, I think Sticker Star is better than Super. Uh, I have not huh. played Sticker Star. I, I, it's been a long time since I played Super, so I don't know. I have a really strong disdain for Super Paper Mario for a few reasons. Uh, uh-huh. One of the pettier ones is that it's it's not paper. Most of it's digital. <laughs> so it's like, well, that's the yeah. whole thing. Everything's pixels. And not like good pixels for the most part yeah i guess there's something to that they're just kind of slightly blocky mans i think right. sticker star was just mostly like bad to play though whereas uh super paper mario was fine mm, the level design in super paper mario was really whack though like that bit where you gotta go around all the portals with squirps uh the fucking caveman section sucked oh god that caveman oh section. god oh, yeah oh, i forgot about that caveman section I don't remember Ugh. being too fond of the first couple chapters either. The the chapter with Francis was pretty good. Right, the, yeah. the dating sim joke is good. I remember having some okay jokes, and that being all I liked about it. Yeah. And I think that stood in strong contrast to The Thousand Year Door for me, because it's like, oh, these characters are mostly just jokes, and the only ones they really want me to care about are kind of generic and boring. Right. Uh, where, you know, a Thousand Year Door had some really good characters. And I would say, I don't think that any character in Bug Fables is necessarily as well realized as, like, Vivian or Bobbery. Um, okay. But I think they're, like I said, better realized than in some games I could name. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, let's see where it falls on the list here. It is starting at game number 310. Uh, Chelsea. Do you think Bug Fables is better or worse than Demolish Fist, a 2.5D brawler where you throw couches at bad guys and fight demon babies and stuff? Bugs. All right. Uh, Crystal. Gotta go with Bug Paper. All right. Cassandra. Uh, Bugs. All right. And Maxie. Bugs. All right. Bug Fables moves up to number 155. Maxi has a compare to Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, a competitive puzzling game inspired by Street Fighter. Bug Fables. Cassandra. Yeah, bugs. Okay. Crystal. Paper Bugs. All right. And Chelsea. Uh, puzzle Fighter. Wait, right. no. Nope. No. Oh. Bugs. <laughs> bug Fables. This is going to be an bugs. uphill battle for me, I can tell. Uh... Bug Fables buzzes on up to number 77. Chelsea, how does it compare to Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, the adventure game, visual novel se- uh, game where you're a cool attorney, got to defend your clients, save the day. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, now we're what? in the rough shit, huh? Uh, mm, nah, skip me. All right. <laughs> Crystal. Paper Bugs. All right. Cassandra. Uh, I like the idea of Paper Bugs, but I like... I have actually played Phoenix Wright, and that's a hard. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I'll go with Bugs. All right, that's two for Bug Fables, Maxi. Bug Fables. All right, Bug Fables takes it, but Chelsea, do you want to weigh in? Nah. All right. <laughs> uh, Bug Fables moves up to number thirty-eight. Maxi, how does it compare to Pokemon Crystal version? 
the third release in the Generation 2 of Pokemon. It's got a Suicune on the cover. Now, I do have a question. Yeah. Does Pokemon Crystal have a baker named Crisby who uh, you teach to make donuts? I am, like, 90% sure no. Then I have to vote for Bug Fables. Okay. Cassandra. Uh, Crystal does have animated sprites. Yeah. Does Bug Fables have animated sprites? <laughs> it does have animated sprites. All right. Then they're about even. I'll go for Bug Fable. All right. Crystal. The cute bug game. All right. Well, now, hold on a second. There's some cute bugs in Pokemon. I'm going yeah, to Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sell Heracross short. Uh... I don't know. I like Heracross. I wouldn't call Heracross, like, a cutie pie, the way this little <laughs> bee guy is. Yeah, I mean, Caterpie, though. Caterpie's kind of a cutie. Eh, Caterpie's a red Pokemon. Now, now what if Heracross wore a Sentai outfit? That'd be cool. Okay. It wouldn't be cute. Yeah. It's kind of cute, I think. But that's fair. Sounds like you're voting for Bug Fables. Mm-hmm. All right, Chelsea. Buggy. All right, Bug Fables takes it and keeps on moving to number 19. Chelsea, how does it compare to Rock Band 2, my top game of the 2000s? Get all your friends together to play some plastic instruments uh, and perform classic songs from throughout the decades. Buggy. All right, uh, Crystal. Ooh, got to give it to Rock Band 2. All right, that's one for each. Cassandra. Insect Tales. All right, and Maxie. Uh, Bug Fables. All right. Dang. Okay. It's moving on up to number nine. Got a shot at the top ten here. Uh, Maxie, how does it compare to Celeste, a high-difficulty 2D platformer about a young woman battling with her depression, which has been, you know, metaphorically represented by a giant mountain she has to climb? Oh. Oof. Uh... Here's the thing. I do yeah. love Celeste. Yeah. If I say no, then Bug Fables is not going to get read out on the start of every episode for the foreseeable future. Well, it could still, even if it loses to Celeste, it could battle its way to number 10 still. Yeah, but then it can get knocked down so easily. It could. It could. Hmm. I'm going to say Bug Fables. All right. That's one for Bug Fables. Uh, Cassandra. I've played neither of these. I want to play an RPG over a platformer. Okay. That's two for Bug Fables. Uh, Crystal. Uh, by similar reasoning, I would say Bug Fables. And Chelsea. Uh, Celeste. Okay, yeah. Bug Fables cruises into the top ten. It's a lock. Uh, Chelsea, how does Bug Fables compare to StarCraft, the legendary real-time strategy game that revolutionized gaming as we know it? Buggy. <laughs> Crystal I do like RPGs more than RTSs So I guess Bug Fable Yeah, yeah. We, you know what? StarCraft got this high in part As a mea culpa for how mean we've been About strategy games, but Ava's not here now So we can go back to being mean about strategy games <laughs> Cassandra I played so much goddamn StarCraft So I'm voting for it That's one for StarCraft Maxie Now I like turn-based strategy games But RTSs aren't really my thing for the most part, so I'm going to go with yeah. Bug Fables. All right. Bug Fables beats StarCraft. 
moves up to number two. Maxie, I think I implicitly already made vote. <laughs> How does Bug Fables compare to Undertale, the empathetic RPG about showing mercy to your enemies and, you know, all that good stuff? There's anime in it. Bug Fables. Oh, shit. <laughs> Crystal. I mean, if Maxie's running Bug Fables, and I will too. Okay, Cassandra. I mean, you know, I guess she knows what she's talking. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to sell myself like for being the No, I'm going along with the bit. Ooh, wait, do I actually want to? <laughs> uh, if it helps at all, hang on. I need to look up a picture of an optional boss. All right, okay. let's see this. Motherfuck, I'm going to have a hard trouble finding this. Yeah. You mean you're going to have a hard time finding a random screenshot from an obscure game no one's played? No, I posted it on Discord a while ago, but I can't oh, okay. find it. Uh, hang on. I'm just scrolling. This is great audio, I'm sure. Ah, this will all get cut out. Unless Chelsea feels vindictive when she edits it. It might depend on how the vote goes. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Okay, okay, I found it. I found it. All right. Uh, I'm linking this image in the chat. This is okay. an optional boss in Bug Fables. Oh, I see. Okay, kind of a Gyarados Dragonite mashup. I mean, you could say that. I was more linking it because it looks like Undyne to me. But if she were a weird bug, I, I, I sure. I can, yeah, there's. I mean, I yeah. can see where you're going. There's some Undyne in there. But I think you've convinced me to vote for Undertale. Damn it! All right, fuck. That's two for Bug Fables, one for Undertale. Chelsea. <laughs> How do you vote? Um, Undertale. That ties it. Maxi? I already voted for Bug Fables. No, 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 I know. I know. I'm saying it's now down to me to decide. Okay. So g is there... Give me what you got. Okay. So if you were going to vote for Undertale, why yeah. would it be? Because I, I need to tone my response to what you like about Undertale. I think the things that really make me love Undertale are the weird like I, I think it's a good rpg i like the characters i like the artwork but it would just be kind of oh cute charming game the stuff that makes it like stick in my head forever is well first of all the soundtrack's incredible we talked a lot about that last time but uh it it comes down to all of the different endings the way that it fucks with your save file uh to like read what you do on different attempts the way that it's, uh, the whole way that, like, the true pacifist ending plays out, along with the ways that, like, the genocide run goes, the way that the genocide run, like, breaks the game so that it can't work anymore and you can't play it again ever. Mm -hmm. All that stuff, I think, is where, like, the Sans stuff, the way that it turns into not just, like, oh, here's a cute RPG, it's like, here's a game about, like, being like emotionally present and like legitimately connecting with the people around you that stuff is why i feel like undertale is is kind of an all-timer sure and i will say bug fables doesn't really challenge the structure of an rpg in the same way sure. that undertale or even disco elysium does mm -hmm. um but at the same time i do think that the story in parts is genuinely uh very emotionally affecting it's sort of uh, plays with your expectations a bit in terms of who's going to be an antagonist and why. Um, okay. I think there is a lot of heart at the core of it. Um, so while I would say it is 
for the most part, a more traditional story. I think it executes that story very well, um, plays with your expectations effectively, and so on. Uh, I will also say, uh, one of the enemies you fight is a robot bee, and it is called Bee Boop. I mean, that is really good. I'm not going to pretend like it's not. Let me ask you this. Okay. Did Bug Fables make you cry? Genuinely, it did. Okay, okay. That's that's important information. Uh, I think this comes down to I feel bad because I just haven't played Bug Fables, and maybe I would be just as hard in its corner as you are if I had. I am buying it right now as I vote against it for Undertale. <sighs> so well, you got a, you got someone to purchase Bug Fables. That's something, right? Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, a top tenner. I think it's a top fiver now, yeah. I mean, I will say I do love Undertale, so I'm fine with this course of events. Yeah, I mean, you're I, there's an undying avatar staring me in the face as you talk, so... Uh, Alright, that means that Bug Fables moves down to uh, number three. I believe this is the last game it's going up against. Maxi, how does it compare to Pathologic, the Russian cult hit survival game about three doctors trying to navigate their way through a plague-ridden backwater town and understand the nature of humanity and reality itself as they do? Honestly, Luke, you really like Pathologic, so I'm going to give you this one. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Cassandra. I'm voting for bugs. All right. Crystal. Mor. That's the that's the Russian title for pathologic. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, Chelsea. Bugs. That ties it. Yeah, I'm going pathologic. In which case, Bug Fables is placed at number four, directly above StarCraft, directly below pathologic. Congratulations to Bug Fables for cracking the top five. Just to run through some things real quick here. Emergency Call Ambulance, no longer a top five game. Cookie's Bustle, no longer a top ten game. My heart is broken. Uh, What else we got here? Marvel's Spider-Man, no longer a top 50 game. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, and Pokemon Gold version, no longer a top 100 game. Silver version still hanging in there, barely. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our next game on this list is Xenoblade Chronicles X, which was nominated by Cassandra. Me. Cassie, why is this the best game? What, what is this game, and why is it the best one of the 2010s? Xenoblade Chronicles X is a JRPG by Monolith Soft. Yeah, uh-huh. the, that's the Monolith. That's them. Uh, it's a sequel, sort of, to Xenoblade. Sort of more in uh, theme and gameplay than in story. And it's about humanity sort of pushed to the brink. Uh, they, The planet has been attacked by aliens, and we've humanity has escaped on a spacecraft, and then crash-landed on a planet, Mira, which is actually the inspiration for my middle name. Which is how much I love this game. All right, Uh, okay. It's a game about interacting with alien species, how those interactions can influence each other, and about uh, it's about making connections with other people and making connections with the land you have you're on. Oh, it's a strand type game. (laughs) It's the original strand game. Kojima got all his ideas from this one. 
I think MUDs might be the, the original <laughs> Strand games. Eh, there's a lot of mud in this game. <laughs> well, what is it about this game that makes it, like, so important to you? Uh, it... Part of it is that it came at a, at a time in my life. It was the first game where I used my name in a game for the, my main character. Okay. And, uh, it's... I was not prepared to actually defend it. I was just like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is my favorite game. I love it. Uh, uh, just the the way that you explore uh, explore the world and the way it does a grind in a JRPG is really special to me. It's... Oh wow, I'm bad at this. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's fair. I will say I have played this game. I was like kind of iffy on it. I didn't. I wasn't quite clicking with it, but I was like, ah, eh, it's still early. I'm I'm gonna keep pushing on to to try and see if I can't kind of sync up with this. Um, I got a lot of different jobs explained to me that I didn't understand. Um, and then I had to go do a mission where it, it was like where they introduced the little like furball guys with the wing ears. Oh yeah, the. Uh... Oh no. I've lost ah. all of my words. The oh, no pawn. Yeah, uh, I got to them and I heard their voices and I was like, "Ah, this ain't gonna happen." Ah, no, <laughs> the, good actually. The no pawn are great. They're they're horrible, awful uh, fur children. Mm. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I said it wasn't their fault exactly, but they were kind of the straw that <laughs> broke my back with this one. That's fair. Also, it has just great music. Yeah, I remember the music being good. Well, let's let's see how it does. How are the how are the mech controls? Really good. You can fly around real easily. Uh, you can turn into a vehicle, like a car and stuff. Ooh. Holy your... shit! What? Oh okay. yeah. Okay, now hold on. Okay, this is interesting. <laughs> right. You you eventually get mechs that you can fly around. You or like you walk around in, and then your run is just you. It transforms into a car, and you go. Oh, it's just like your run button? Okay, all right. You didn't That's lead with this? I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> uh, I have a question. Yes. I seem to remember that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had some big titty ladies in it that were a little gratuitous. This game is significantly less gratuitous with the big titty ladies. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember much of any of that from what I played. Now, I'm to understand that the... Uh... The organization you work for is called Blade. It is which called is an Blade. acronym for Beyond the Logos Artificial Destiny Emancipator. <laughs> okay. Everyone else is way better at selling this game than I am. <laughs> I remember the trailers for this being extremely good. Yeah. All right. Let's see here, Maxi. How does Xenoblade Chronicles X compare to Street Fighter Cross Mega Man? A fan game where Mega Man has to fight not eight robot masters, but eight Street Fighters. Street Fighter Cross Mega Man does whip, is the yeah. thing. Yeah. Frankly, maybe Ooh. a little too low on this list. Honestly, I am going to have to go with that one. Okay, that's one for Street Let Fighter. Let me just say, eventually you find out that uh, all of the people, uh, you're, you're searching to find the life hold, which you're originally told... I forgot what you originally told it is. You just need it to save all of humanity. But then you find out everyone is actually in robot bodies. 
and the life hold has all of your real human bodies and if you don't get it then it'll run out of power and you'll lose your connection to your human bodies and everyone dies oh so it's oh. like some near shit yeah, yeah that's kind of nearish i'm just saying that the the lo- when they refer to the logos they're specifically referring to logos the word the pre-existing christ right yeah, yeah. as opposed to like ethos yeah, there's, there's it's one of those uh, God is bad RPGs. <laughs> I will say, you don't fight God. Oh, you don't fight God? What's even the point? Street you, Fighter. You, God damn it. Well, God was already dead in Xenoblade 1, right? You're like, like the whole world is just on his corpse. I think. Uh, no. God's still okay. there in Xenoblade. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, Maxi, how does uh, Z- oh no, you already voted. Uh, Crystal, how about you? Uh, Xenoblade. All right, that's one for each. Cassie, Xenoblade. All right, and Chelsea, it's it's Street Fighter across Mega Man versus Xenoblade. Uh, Street Fighter. All right, that ties it. I'll I'll go with you this far, Cassie. At least I'll All go right. to Xenoblade. I don't want to banish it to the bottom half. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to number one fifty-five. Uh, Chelsea, how does Xenoblade Chronicles X compare to The Last of Us, the third-person shooter game where you're a sad dad with a sad daughter and you gotta venture the zombie-infested countryside? Uh, um, Last of Us. Okay, that's one for Last of Us. Uh, Crystal. Xenoblade. Alright, one for each. Cassandra. Xenoblade. And Maxi. Xenoblade. Xenoblade takes it and moves up to number 77. Uh, Maxi, how does it compare to Pokemon Fire Red, a remake of the original Pokemon Red version? I mean, here's the thing. Yeah? Red and blue aren't great games. Hmm. Hmm. So, like, Fire Red and Leaf Green are more functional and arguably, like, prettier and they have the gameplay improvements from gen 2 and 3 obviously i don't want to discount any of that i'm gonna have to go with xenoblade okay uh cassandra the jrpg in xenoblade is very good okay okay that's two for xenoblade crystal xenoblade chelsea did i hear pokemon yeah pokemon all right (laughs) How you doing, Chelsea? Uh, this game is putting me to sleep. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. no! Damn! All right. Wow. Rude. Is gonna... It's just—it's just nothing that I kind of am personally interested in when it comes to games. Sure, that's fair. I, I mean, I'm kind of with you on it, other than the big robots. Those sound cool. You meet aliens that really like pizza. All right. They I just mean... fucking love that pizza. Okay, so do I. So that's fair. Chelsea, how does uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X compare to game number 38, Assassin's Creed Odyssey? The Assassin's Creed game set in ancient Greece. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. All right. Crystal. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a pretty good game. I feel like the DLC broke me, though. Yeah, that DLC sounds bad. But I'll still vote for it. All right. Cassie. Xenoblade. And Maxi. Sasso Crasso. All right, Assassin's Creed takes it. All right, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Uh, Xenoblade is moving down to number 57. 
Maxie, how does it compare to Trauma Center, Under the Knife, the Nintendo DS arcade surgery simulator where you are Derek Stylus and you gotta Hang save on. the world? Oh, wait, no, no, you, you got it right. Keep going. Where you are Derek Stylus and you have to save the world from the seven guilt viruses. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. In Xenoblade Chronicles, yeah. are yeah. there any people whose names are puns? Ooh, I don't remember. I don't remember them, but I'm pretty sure there are. But yeah, they're not. They weren't super memorable. There's a there's a lady named Mia, and the quest to get her on your team is Mama Mia. Oh boy. Uh, okay. Tiebreaker. I need to hear your best Mama Mia. Mama Mia. Yeah, that was okay. Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cassie, I assume you're voting Xenoblade. Yeah, if this was the Wii Trauma Center, we might have a discussion. Sure. Well, that's a couple entries up, so we'll see. Uh, Crystal, how about you? Derek Styles. Well, okay. That is his uh, name. It's Stylus. No. DS. It's like the DS. Yeah, but it's also Stylus. Yeah, like no, Stylus. I, I'm agreeing with you. Thank you. Anyway, Chelsea? What's about... Oh, the Trauma Center. All right. We talked for way too long. Maxie, what did you even vote for? I voted for Xenoblade. You voted Xenoblade. Okay, so that ties it, right? Two and two? Uh, I'll go for Xenoblade. Yeah. Which moves it up to number 47. Chelsea, how does it compare to Beautiful Joe, the 2D action game where you are a cool guy who gets sucked into a movie and becomes a cooler guy and you got to do a bunch of Flaming punches and kicks to save the world. Beauty Joe. Crystal. Xenoblade. Cassandra. I think I got stuck on the bat boss in Beautiful Joe, and then I was like, eh, nah. Mm. Eh, so Xenoblade. All right. Uh, Maxie. V Joe. All right. That ties it. I'm definitely going Beautiful Joe. Uh, which moves Xenoblade down to 52. Maxie, how does uh, Xenoblade compare to Kingdom Hearts 2, the third Kingdom Hearts game, all about uh, defending the Disney worlds from the nobodies led by Organization 13? There are many games in Xenoblade Chronicles 2? No. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, given the quality of the many games in Kingdom Hearts, that maybe isn't a bad thing. Cassandra? I'm voting for the game where you defend the one planet. And humanity. Alright, alright. Uh, Crystal. Kingdom Hearts. Chelsea. Kingdom Hearts. A ties it. Mmm. Cassandra, I'm gonna vote Kingdom Hearts unless you can convince me with, like, your next sentence. I already did the pizza aliens. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, the planet has a mystery where all aliens can speak to each other in spite of speaking different languages. I'm going to go ahead and vote for Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> uh, that moves Xenoblade down to 54. Oh, hey, here we go. <laughs> oh, wait, shit. You can customize your mech. <laughs> you can paint it. Chelsea, how does uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X compare to Trauma Center Second Opinion, the Nintendo Wii Arcade Surgery Simulator where you are Derek Styles and have to save the world from the seven guilt viruses? Uh, trauma Center. All right, Crystal. Derek Stylus. <laughs> Cassandra. Uh, I said it would be a decision. Nah, I'm going for Xenoblade. All right, Maxi. Xenoblade. 
That ties it. Yeah, I I only gave Xenoblade the win over Trauma Center by a hair, and Second Opinion's better, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Trauma Center, which moves Xenoblade down to 55. Maxi, how does it compare to the Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, former number one game of all time? Uh, a portable game where you are Link and you got a little train and Zelda's a ghost and she's real fun. Well, I did like Spirit Tracks a lot. Um, remind me what the circumstances are that got Spirit Tracks that high? Uh, <laughs> I'm well, just curious. We had, we had all three hosts of the Book of Medora podcast on as guests. I guess we had two on his guest, because Crystal's always here. And uh, they colluded to uh, fuck over the votes and undermine democracy in order to push Spirit Tracks to number one. It's, I see! It's definitely the best handheld Zelda. It is easily a top five Zelda. Oh, you're coming out of uh, Spirit Tracks above Link's Awakening? That's a yeah. bold claim. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not uh, yeah. in line with the traditional views on the matter. I, mean, I, I, I like Spirit Tracks. I still think I might... Eh, I'd have to replay the actual Game Boy Link's Awakening. I like that Switch version a lot, though. I think I'd put Spirit Tracks above Link's Awakening, yeah. Mm, that's a tough one. Above anyway, Link's so Awakening, we're, uh, below... We don't have to make that call today. Below Seasons. Uh, yeah, so how do you vote, Maxi? Uh, I'm voting for Xenoblade Chronicles. All right. Cassandra. Xenoblade. Crystal. Spirit Tracks. Chelsea. Spirit Tracks. I've also got to vote Spirit Tracks. Luke! I like Spirit Tracks. You can't encourage this. You're making a mockery of your own podcast. It, it fell it... out. It's down at 55 now. I've. It's all yeah, water. It got now, peer reviewed. What are they going to do next time? Well, every we'll see. All of us really What would you like do if I had brought on four people who were like, yeah, no, we'll do everything we can for Bug Fables. I did that shit proper. I made my case fair and square. Yeah. Look at what you're allowing on this podcast. Look I at what you've wrought. <laughs> I mean, I can talk about all the lore implications of Spirit Tracks. God, please don't. Okay. <laughs> Chelsea, how does Xenoblade Chronicles X compare to number 56, Device 6? Uh, iPad, iPod, iPhone... Interactive fiction where an ebook slowly transforms into a world before you with full of mysteries. Device six. Crystal. Device six. Alright, Cassandra. I can't even play device six, Xenoblade. That's fair. Uh Maxi. Uh device six seems cool. Yeah. Alright. Device six wins. In which case Xenoblade Chronicles X is placed. At number 57, directly above Trauma Center, under the knife, directly below Device 6. Still made the top 100. Oh yeah, no, I'm happy about that. I yeah. I knew putting it on this list was a complete coin flip of whether it would be in the top or bottom half, so... Yeah, remember, it could have gone to the bottom oh, half. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Silver version, no longer a top 100 game. Stardew Valley's at risk now. Hmm... All right, uh, we're moving on to Crystal's nomination. Uh, Crystal, what is Dragon Age Inquisition, and why is it the best game of the 2010s? Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition is a 2014 RPG made by Bioware. It is a sequel to Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2, and sort of uh, takes some of the background conflicts that have been brewing over those games and brings them front and center and opens a big hole in the sky where demons are pouring out. That title screen's pretty cool. It's pretty, yeah, it's a pretty good title screen where you see the Templars and the mages marching through the conference. 
when you hit start, it's a big explosion, and they all get blown away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have you have nine companions and three advisors. A uh, colorful cast of characters with lots of fun interactions that can accompany you on the journey across two countries to close the big hole in the sky. This is the one with the iron bowl, right? This is the one with the iron bowl. He's People a big like bowl guy. man, and he can tie you up. <laughs> yeah, I know people really want to fuck the Iron Bull. Yeah. Yeah. That's about all I know about this game. game. Yeah. What, what makes it the best game of the 2010s? I think the level of character interaction is really good in this game, because a problem I have with a lot of these types of party-based RPGs is the characters all have relationships with you, right. but not really with each other. Yeah. And maybe they'll have, like, some shallow elevator conversations or the like. But here it's like you're constantly going back to your base and finding the characters hanging out with each other independently of you and having conversations that have nothing to do with you. Uh, the world has lots of good lore in it to find. Lots of good, uh, not audiobooks, just good old-fashioned textbooks for you to find to flesh out the world. And what I really like about the lore in this game is that nothing n- nothing is fact. Like MGSV, there are no facts. There are only interpretations. Every different culture has their own like interpretation of history. And everyone is wrong at least a little bit. And they all agree with each other on some points and disagree on different points. That's neat. Yeah. I feel like I so I have tried this game and Dragon Age One. Neither of them really clicked for me. As someone that's not a Dragon Age guy, I feel like every single Dragon Age game has some people that are like, "Oh, this game is fucking great," and then everyone else in that fan was like, "No, that's the bad one. The other two are okay." Or this is the only good one versus no, no, no. The one I like is the only good one. I think all three are pretty good, but this is the best one. That's why I picked From what it. I know of them, two sounds the most up my alley, but yeah. Yeah, two's great. It's a great game. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess let's let's figure out where this Dragon Age game belongs on this list. Have we ranked a Dragon Age before? I don't think we have. Yes. Oh, have we? Origins. Oh, we did. Okay. Yeah, so that's at number 494. I guess let's see if this one can beat that. We are starting at number 310. Chelsea, how does Dragon Age Inquisition compare to You Don't Know Jack Volume 3? The third You Don't Know Jack game, which introduced the infamous Cookie Masterson talking host guy that razzes your berries all the time. Is that the cookies bustle everyone keeps talking about? It's not. Oh, okay. Uh, Dragon Age. All right. Crystal. Dragon Age. Uh, Cassie. Do you remember what made it put got so low on this list? Or... What, dra- what got Dragon Age 1 so low? No, uh, you don't know Jack. I don't know. It just seems low for... Uh, I think Jack. it... It's one of those games that was ranked pretty early. Uh, and okay. it was like... It, it did okay early on, and it just lost and lost and lost over time. I think there's also been some contention over whether Cookie Masterson is funny or obnoxious. Cookie All Masterson right. rules? What the fuck is that? I yeah. think there's some people that find him a little tedious. He's great. Yeah. yeah. I find him a little tedious. Wow, okay. No, I, I see how it is, Luke. Thank you for making your opinion clear. Yeah, I think I'm going to vote for You Don't Know Jack. All right, that's two for You Don't Know Jack, Maxie. I'm also going to vote for You Don't Know Jack. Wow. Oh, no. Crystal, I'm sorry. I feel like I brought this on your game. But, but 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Crystal. You don't know Jack is good. I, I agree. It I is used to good. play that with my parents, which was, in weird, in retrospect, weird choice. But I enjoyed playing that with my parents when I was a kid. Kicked ass. But is this is this the version you would choose today? I remember uh, You Don't Know Jack 1 being pretty good. Sure. No, this is, this is volume this is you three. Don't know Jack 3. Yeah, I remember You Don't Know Jack 3 being pretty good. Sorry, I don't know why I said 1. I legitimately did mean 3. Okay. Okay. Crystal, do you want to make a, an impassioned plea to try to sway some votes here? Let me tell you about Solus. Okay. He's kind of the most important character in this game. Who is Solus? Okay, so in Dragon Age, there's two types of elves you'll encounter. You have the Dalish elves, who are like the indigenous people of the world. And you have the city elves, who are are like assimilated into human culture. This This... Elf guy shows up at the beginning named Solus. He's like, I know lots of things about this mysterious hole in the sky, and I'm going to help you out. And he goes all the time to the magical world of the demons and spirits, which no one is supposed to go to. So it's like, there's a lot of weird stuff about this guy. He's not a Dalish elf. He's not a city elf. He knows a lot of shit no one else knows. But he's kind of a nice guy, except okay. for when he's extremely judgmental. Of like all all the different cultures in the world, none of which he seems to be a part of. Okay. So he he guides you throughout the game, and at the end of the game, he just fucking disappears out of nowhere. You lose a whole party member. Where'd he go? And in the post credit scene, you see him talking to to Flemeth, who is another mysterious character of a similar variety from the past two games. It's revealed that both of them are actually ancient elven gods who've been following you around this whole time and uh, 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 manipulating events to their own ends, which is the restoration of the ancient elven empire. Oh, well, dang. And you can, even, kind of cu- you can even romance this, this god as an yeah. elf uh-huh. where you will have all elves have markings on their face in this one. Okay. And he reveals to you, uh, you know, actually, those markings that you think are, are like, in tribute to the old elven gods, they're actually slave markings. Oh. And the old elven gods were not gods at all. They were just powerful mages. Oh. And they had a big empire. And they enslaved oh. everybody. And I destroyed them. I am the ancient trickster god of legend, Fen'Harel destroyed okay. the ancient elven empire okay but now i'm gonna bring it back and i'm gonna make it better see you in the next one <laughs> which still hasn't been announced right no it's been announced did it okay uh does the fact that you can fuck god convince anyone to change their votes i was honestly with you until you revealed that he was an ancient god and i'm like eh, nah. <laughs> what about you maxi Here's the thing. Yeah. I'm all for fucking uh, mystical or heavenly creatures. Uh-huh. Um, he looks like a fucking egg. He looks like if Northern Lion <laughs> didn't wear glasses. He does look like a fucking My egg. My guy looks like if Spock went bald and also lost his cool eyebrows. <laughs> if I... If I, what first time I saw him, I was like, oh, is this Homestuck art? Because that looks like Doc Scratch. <laughs> All right. 
Okay, so I'm assuming that means you're not gonna vote for him? I will not. I will not vote for this terrible man. Alrighty. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. Crystal, you voted for Xenoblade a lot, so I'll vote for Dragon Age Inquisition. Wow, thanks. <laughs> Chelsea, what about you? Have you been, has your heart been swayed? What's it up against? Still, you don't know Jack 3. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Dragon Age. All right, yeah, Dragon Age takes it then and moves up. Whew. That's number 155. Maxi, how does Dragon Age Inquisition compare to... Bomberman 64, the action puzzle and bombing game all about saving a planet with bombs, I think? Anyway, there's a cool multiplayer. That's fun. You know, a god shows up in Bomberman 64, I'm pretty sure. Wait, does it? Yeah, the enemy, the angel... Sorry, I'm fucking babbling right now. Uh, from no, what I understand it. and remember of the plot of Bomberman 64, uh, you basically fight the devil, and then the like an archangel fuses with the devil. It's a whole thing. It's oh, like it's some anime shit goes on in Bomberman 64. Yeah. Without the power of the Omni Cube, the Rainbow Palace crashes into the Black Fortress, destroying both. As Regulus escapes with Bomberman, informing him that he was surprised with Bomberman's ability to defeat Sirius, as he and his comrades had considerable difficulty taking the Omni Cube from Sirius. Regulus leaves Planet Bomber, stating that one day he will have a rematch with his new rival, Bomberman, who celebrates his victory. Uh, now, Crystal, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Are there multiple endings for Dragon Age Inquisition? I mean, they, you know, they do the thing where they have, like, a slideshow at the end. Mm, I so mean, I do like, like that in, like, New Vegas, but it's not really the same thing, is it? Yeah, well, yeah, the, the main thing is kind of uh, you have multiple beginnings, rather, that sort of change how you interact with the world. Because you can be a human or a dwarf or a elf or yeah, a I get Hunari. that Disco Elysium. That doesn't mean it's the best game of the decade. <laughs> well, yeah, but Disco Elysium isn't in, is in contention here. Mm, could have been, though. Yeah, it could have I mean, been, but yeah, no one nominated been. it. You could have. But I had Buck Fables. We're not comparing Dragon Age and Disco Elysium. We could do game. that someday. I'm not but... clear on how Disco Elysium matters in comparing <laughs> Bomberman to <laughs> Dragon Age. Listen, no, it's good saying. because like your main character becomes like this religious figure in this world, but you have a lot of options as to how you feel about that because you might be well, a Christian uh, or you Crystal. might be fighting against the Christian Empire but still be like worshipped by them. I mean, li- I mean, listen, I have one option for how I feel about an Inquisition. Uh huh. Bad. <laughs> Why is that? They expelled my people from France, and those of us who stayed, they brutalized. I have bad opinions on Inquisitions. I realize this is not the same Inquisition, oh, mind the, you. I'm not Spanish claiming that it is. No, I mean, I could go with the Inquisitions against heretics in, uh, you know, uh, Central and Northern Europe, but those weren't great either, I think. Yeah. This is my yeah, take. Inquisitions in general, not a positive thing. I, I mean, does it play you like you're, hey, maybe you're the bad guy in this? Yeah, the whole DLC about this is like, it's two years later, oh, right, you've DLC. defeated the bad guy, but now <laughs> you're like this this military state, and everyone's like, uh, we're not comfortable with this still existing. It was okay when we were fighting Satan the Devil, but should you continue to exist? 
Anyway, I think I made it pretty obvious. I'm going with uh, Bomberman 64. All right. I just wanted to have some discussion, you know, put out some feelings. Sure, no, of course, of course. Uh, Cassandra, how about you? I don't like spherical explosions in Bomberman. I'm voting for uh, Dragon Age. Oof, spicy. Crystal. Dragon Age. All right. Uh, Chelsea, Dragon Age or Bomberman? Dragon Age. Dragon Age takes it and moves up to number 77. Uh, Chelsea, how does Dragon Age compare to... Hello, Mr. President, a fighting game featuring all the major world leaders from the mid-90s. Um, Dragon Age. (laughs) Crystal. I do love this game, but Dragon Age. Yeah. Uh, Cassandra. Hello, Mr. President. Maxie. Hello, Mr. President. That ties it. Mm. It's not fair. Everyone just, like, saying the name. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how did fucking Go Go Birdie Chance get that high? All right, <laughs> enjoying saying the name is a valid quality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta go with Hello, Mister President. I'm sorry. Uh, which moves Dragon Age down to number one sixteen. Maxie, how does it compare to Dragon's Dogma, the third person action RPG where you gotta cramble and scramble all over all sorts of monsters in order to slay them and one day, fuck up the dragon. What took your heart? Crystal. I vote for Dragon Age. I mean, I, I was going that. to ask you a question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you throw Solas like the fucking little softball bastard he is? Just hurl him across the screen. You can definitely punch him in the face. Yeah, but that's not like as satisfying as just throwing him at something. There's a point where he's he's gonna give you the big explanation. He can be like, Solus, when have I ever given a shit about listening to you? That's pretty good. It's okay. I'm going with Dragon's Dogma. Alright, that's one for each. Cassie. Now which is better, Dogma or Inquisitions? Oh, I mean, neither's fantastic. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Dragon's Dogma. Alright. Chelsea, Dragon's Dogma or Dragon Age? Age. That ties it. Mm, I gotta go with Dragon's Dogma. Uh, Which moves Dragon Age down to number 135. Uh, Chelsea, how does Dragon Age compare to Cooking Mama, the Nintendo DS game all about making delicious meals with your video game mom? Cooking Mama. Crystal. Dragon's Age. That's one for each. Cassandra. Uh... uh... Oh, the Inquisition. Okay. And uh, Maxie. Uh, I guess Dragon's Dogma? No, Dragon's Dogma's not in the running. Oh, sorry. Uh, Dragon Age. There you go. <laughs> Dragon Age takes it and moves up to number 125. Maxie, how does it compare to Sonic Adventure 2 Battle? The game that pits Sonic against his doppelganger, Shadow the Hedgehog, for the no, first no, time. No, I know no. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Crystal, I'm sorry to keep asking you questions, but it's important to me that we respect the scientific process. Okay. Are there chows in Dragon Age Inquisition? Uh, there are not. There is no chows or chow-like system in it. Objectively worse game. Gotta give it to Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. That's All right. It's a better Sandra. game. Can you play as a guy who just likes adventure? In, in Dragon Age? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess you could. You could totally roleplay yourself that way. Uh, can you play as a blue hedgehog? Mm, you could 
I think you can give yourself blue skin in the character creator. How how's the music? I love that Crystal herself <laughs> is being subjected to a Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> I think I think the music's pretty good. There's some good uh there's a good singing sequence where everyone's I, singing together. Okay, but is there anything that goes as hard as like I am the Eggman. That's what I am. I love that that's the one you went with. That one whips ass, Luke. I'm sorry. No, Sonic Adventure 2 has a better soundtrack. No doubt. Uh, yeah, then I'll vote like, for Like, it's a better Adventure game. 2. You should vote for it. All right. <laughs> Crystal, how do you vote? Sonic Adventure 2. Great. Chelsea. Uh, Dragon Age. All right. Sonic wins, and uh, Dragon Age moves down to number 130. Chelsea, how does Dragon Age compare to Pong? You know Pong? It's Pong. Dragon Age. Crystal. Pong. It's one for each. I think we broke Crystal. No, it's just like, <laughs> I I like Dragon Age a lot, but there's better games than it, like Pong. All right, that's fair, that's fair. And Cassandra. Sonic too. I voted for that classic game everyone knows and loves, Dragon Age Inquisition. That's two for Dragon Age, Maxi. Pong's pretty good. Uh-huh, Everybody loves uh-huh. Pong. Yeah. All right. Uh, that ties it. I'll give it to Dragon Age. I don't want to play Pong. Uh, that moves Dragon Age up to number 127. Hey, speak of the <laughs> devil. Maxi, how does uh, Dragon Age compare to Go? Go. Birdie chance. Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> Cassandra. Go. Go. Birdie chance. There's a Cassandra in Dragon Age, isn't there, Crystal? Yeah, she's one of the most important characters. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't date her as a girl, so it's bullshit. That's true. Ah. That does suck ass. There's the rub. Crystal. Dragon Age. Chelsea. Um, Dragon Age. All right. Dragon Age takes it. and uh, Or wait, no, I think that ties it. I'll give it to Dragon Age. <laughs> it moves it up to number 126 for one last ranking. Chelsea, how does it compare to Dark Souls 2? The sequel to Dark Souls that sends you on a quest to regain your lost memories and identity through the ancient land of Drang Lake, uh, a kingdom marred by war with a race of giants, and everyone's just going cuckoo bananas there now. Dragon Age. Crystal. Dragon Age. It's due for Dragon Age, Cassandra. Dark Souls. Maxi. Dark Souls is kind of like Hollow Knight, which is kind of like uh, Bug Fables, which is one of the best games of all time. So I'm uh-huh. going to have to go with Dark Souls 2. All right. That ties it. I love Dark Souls 2. I'm voting Dark Souls 2. I will say I, I voted for Bug Fables all the way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you didn't. <laughs> uh, with that, Dragon Age Inquisition is placed at number 127, directly above Go-Go Birdie Chance, directly below Dark Souls 2. Uh, doesn't knock anything out of the top 100, unfortunately. I'm sorry to say. You know, I'm not that sorry, though, because uh, Metal Gear Solid's still lower on the list. So, you know. Now you know what it feels like, Crystal. What, what's all this hostility? I don't know. This is a good place for this game, I think. All right. Cool. I'm glad you're happy. Yeah, me too. Chelsea. Ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Tell me about Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and why it's the best game of the decade. I don't, I don't really think it is. It's just we've placed every other 
game that I like this decade already. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I can make a case for this uh, game. Like, go for it. Uh, well, okay, the first thing I say might not be taken too positively, but this is the game that established the Ubisoft formula. Okay, yeah, that's... <laughs> All right, go on. So, so keep that in mind. Um, I mean, yeah, th- this is sort of the... Uh, I mean, I think the best Assassin's Creed game is 4, but this is definitely the peak of the series' momentum. This is when people, like, cared about the modern-day story of Assassin's Creed. Because yeah. it came off, hot, came off hot from AC2, which everyone right. loved, and this one was, like, even better. It had a really cool multiplayer mode, which no one has copied for some reason. No. Yeah, yeah like, that multiplayer mode kicks ass. Like, that's... I'm not a big Assassin's Creed fan, and I I was interested in the present-day story stuff until they just uh, decided to take a big poop on it in Assassin's Creed 3. Um, but, like, the multiplayer of this game made me play it so much more than I've played any other of these games. Yeah, the social stealth multiplayer is awesome. Hitting LB to make an assassin come out of whatever nearby hail bale, hay bale you're looking at to assassinate your target it was really awesome. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that whole system where, yeah, you just have, like, a posse you can call in at any time to do a hit for you. Yeah, the the city of Rome was really good. Yeah, like, late game, you got the thing where you could hit a button and just a, like, rain of arrows would come down and kill whoever you're looking at. Yep, late game, you also get the Apple of Eden, which you just hold down the button and everyone in a certain radius has their head explode. I don't think I... Was that DLC or something? I don't remember that part. That was for one story sequence. Oh, okay. You you got Parachute. It's a Breath of the Wild uh, predecessor. You just parachute from any high point. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You can ride horses. You could recruit your, your courtesans, mercenaries, and thieves for their various functions. You can yeah. take over the city, buy property, get passive income like a Fable game. <laughs> you get all the, like, Da Vinci tanks and stuff. Oh, right. I forgot all the Da Vinci stuff. Yeah, this is a good game. Yeah. Good story. <laughs> What's up, Chelsea? I'm just giggling because one of my favorite aspects of this game was, like, just paying to fix up Rome. Yeah. No, that's cool. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you could, like, buy the districts and, like, invest in them. Yeah, that, that was cool. Yeah. There were, like, Assassin's Creed, at least the ones I've played, I've always had this weird relationship with all these, like, subsystems where a lot of them are, like... Way deeper than it seems like they should be, but not quite deep enough to, like, justify getting that invested into them. I feel like Brotherhood mostly hit a good balance with that, though. Yeah, you could send your recruits off to passive missions all across. There was no, like, tower defense horse hockey in this one. No, that was the next one, Revelations. Yeah. And it's extremely childish of me, but I just think abbreviating it to Aspro is funny. Yeah, it is funny. (laughs) It is good. I like get, extremely childish. I like getting all my friends together uh, as a group of Aspros to play Aspro together. <laughs> I'm more of a tit sister myself, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's play Assassin's Creed. It's also a game that really exceeded expectations, because when this was announced, people were like, Oh, this is just going to be a shitty multiplayer cash-in of Assassin's Creed. Then it's, like, yeah. one of the best ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Chelsea, how does Assassin's Creed Brotherhood compare to number 310, The Fabulous Screech, a piece of interactive fiction about 
dreams and life and aging and death. I'm going to uh, abbreviate it in my own way. Okay. Uh, sassy bros. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Crystal. Aspro. It's one for each. Uh, Cassandra. I have no interest in ever playing an Assassin's Creed game. So I'm, right. playing, I'm going for a fabulous screech. Also, I said one for each because you both said a different abbreviation of it. But no, it was two for Assassin's Creed <laughs> and one for Screech. Pay attention, hun. <laughs> Maxie. Fabulous Screech. That ties it. I'll go with Assassin's Creed. I had a lot of good times in that multiplayer. God, I remember a game where it was like seven of us were in an Xbox party and we all loaded into a lobby and it like loaded one rando in with us like a poor schmuck. And instead of actually playing the game, we all just surrounded him and kept stunning him over and over, which did not earn us points. And probably made him real mad, and in retrospect, wasn't very nice of us, but it's a funny thing I remember. I'm extremely sad that I came to this game too late to play the multiplayer. Yeah, the multiplayer was so much fun. They brought it back in 3, and it just, like, I don't know, the moment had passed, or maybe it just wasn't done as well. I don't know, it didn't hook us the same way. It it was in... uh... This one, Revelations 3 and 4. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. It, it like I played so much of the bro uh, multiplayer and never again. Uh, anyhow, uh, Assassin's Creed moves up to number 155. Maxi, how does it compare to Final Fantasy X-2? The follow-up to Final Fantasy X, where all the ladies in the party form a pop idol group and keep on adventuring. So I have actually played this game. Not too much of okay. it, but I thought the dress sphere system was really cool, so I'm yeah. going to have to vote for Final Fantasy X, too. Okay. Uh, Cassandra. Uh, I'm sorry. I got distracted. Uh, Final Fantasy X, too. Final Fantasy X, too. All right. That's two for X, too. Crystal. Assassin's Creed 2, too. <laughs> Chelsea. Sassy bros. Yeah, I'll also go for the sassy bros, uh, which moves it up to number 76. Chelsea, how does it compare to Breakout, the classic bopping a ball with a paddle game to break some blocks type deal? Sassy Creed bros. <laughs> Crystal. Assassin's Creed. That's two for Assassin's Creed. Cassandra. Breakout. All right, and Maxi. Uh, Breakout. That ties it. I'm going Assassin's Creed, uh, which moves it up to number 37. Maxi, how does it compare to We Know the Devil? An interactive fiction piece about some kids at a summer camp, and I don't actually remember what it's about, other than Favi thinks it's really, really good, and I trust her opinions about this kind of game. I mean, I have heard the good things about We Know the Devil. Yeah. Let's see what Steam says. We Know the Devil is a story about everyone who made you cry at summer camp. It's about missing your Sailor Moon VHS tapes. It's about how being irresponsible is contagious. It's about how knowing that in a group of three, two of you will be closer than the other. It's about being weird and queer and wrong and hoping against hope you will find out when the actual literal devil comes for you. So that's what this game's about. How do you vote? Assassin Creed. Okay. Maxi? Uh, I'll also go with Assassin's Creed. No, wait, wait, wait. Right. No, I got that backwards. We know the devil. <laughs> Sorry. All right. One for each. Cassandra. The devil. All right. And Chelsea. Uh, Assassin's Creed. That ties it. I'll go for... Do you want me to tell you a portion of the story that that has, like, Luke stuff Luke likes type stuff? All right. 
I'm listening. So do you remember the concept of the bleeding effect? Yes, I do. So there's a point early on where you start the game actually as Desmond, and you arrive in the Monteregioni, Ezio's hometown mm-hmm. from the previous game. Right. And your first reaction is probably like, oh, right, this place, I've been here. And later on, that's also Desmond's reaction. It's like, oh, I, I recognize this place. I've been here lots of times before. And his friends are like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, you haven't. You played right. a video game where you were here as Ezio. Sure. And it's like, oh, right. So you kind of you kind of get that that synchronicity with the main character and main character's reaction and your reaction, where this place feels familiar to you even though you've never actually been here. Okay. Is, is, is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Aragorn, right, we know the devil. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Backfired. We know the devil moves down to number fifty-six. Maxi, how does it compare to Device Six, a game I've already described? Wait, sorry, are we ranking We Know the Devil or Assassin's Creed? We're ranking Assassin's Creed. Okay, because the way you said it, it sounded for a second like we were ranking We Know the Devil. Maybe I misspoke. It's possible. Um, yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> and we're ranking it against Device 6. Correct. Device 6. All right. Cassandra. Device 6. Crystal. Assassin's Creed. All right. Chelsea. Uh, uh, Brotherhood. Okay, uh, that ties it. I'm gonna go for device six, and uh, let's see. So Brotherhood moves down to number sixty-six. Uh, I think Chelsea's out of the room right now, so I'm going to uh, ask you, Crystal. How does Assassin's Creed compare to Kid Dracula, a Game Boy Castlevania parody made by the people that make Castlevania? Kid Dracula is really cute, but I'll vote for it Assassin's is. Creed. Okay, okay, uh, Cassie. Oh, I love Kid Dracula. All right, that's one for each. Maxie? I do like Kid Dracula a lot. All right, okay. Is that is that a vote? Yes. Okay. Uh, Chelsea, Kid Dracula or Assassin's Creed? Assassin's Creed. She votes Assassin's Creed. That ties it. I'll go for Assassin's Creed. Have also. you seen Kid Dracula? I have. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I like that multiplayer in Assassin's Creed, though. That's fair. I forgot in this game, uh, you can also get a skin where you look like Raiden from Metal Gear Solid 4. Ooh. Ooh. All right, that moves Assassin's Creed up to number 61. Maxi, how does it compare to Street Fighter, the original fighting game where you got to punch the buttons to do your inputs? Assassin's Creed. Cassandra. Street Fighter. One for each. Crystal. Assassin's Creed. Chelsea, are you back? Yeah, Brotherhood. All right. Assassin's Creed takes it and moves up to number 58. Chelsea, how does it compare to Trauma Center Under the Knife? We've talked about it. Um, Assassin's Creed. All right. Crystal. Assassin's Creed. Cassandra. Derek Styles. Maxie. Derek Styles. Sorry, Styles. Yes, Styles. Uh, I will also vote for Assassin's Creed. Which moves it up to 57. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Maxi, how does Assassin's Creed Brotherhood compare to Xenoblade Chronicles X? Cassie's favorite game of the 2010s. Ooh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. All right. Uh, Cassie. Xenoblade Chronicles X. It also has a passive uh, currency generation thing. All right. 
Uh, Crystal. Assassin's Creed. Chelsea. Sassy. Yeah, I've also got to get sassy. Dang it. Sorry. That means that Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is placed at number 57, directly above Xenoblade Chronicles X, directly below Device 6, uh, which means that Stardew Valley is no longer one of the top 100 games. Mm. I mean, one of your games knocked it out, at least. Yeah. You know, that's something. I'd, I probably would have put Stardew above Sassy. Well, peer review. <laughs> It'll happen. Uh, that means we have just one last game to talk about. My nomination for the best game of the decade. I explained before we started that if I was really picking my game of the decade, it would be Pathologic 2, because uh, that might be my favorite game of all time. But we talked so fucking much about Pathologic last time, uh, and it would just be a repeat of all the same conversations, and I don't think that's interesting. So I'm not actually nominating my number one, and instead going with my number two game of the decade, Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds is a space exploration game where you come from a an alien culture that is all about... They really like camping and space travel. And they've kind of jerry-rigged together this really goofy, rickety little spaceship for you to take to the stars in and explore your solar system. And you can fly around and you can, like, look at old archaeological sites to, like, read things about ancient people and talk to other astronauts that are just exploring the cosmos with you. Learn some science facts. Check out all the different planets that are really, you know, unique and all have their own kind of cool gimmick. But every 23 minutes, the sun explodes and everybody dies. That's bad. That's bad. The thing is, though, uh, every time you die, you wake up back on your home planet at your launch pad just before going off on your first trip. That's good. You're in some kind of... Yeah. You're in some kind of time loop situation. And uh, you can take advantage of that to explore your solar system to your heart's content and maybe even solve the mystery of why the sun's exploding and, I don't know, maybe save people? Who can say? I don't want to spoil the ending. Maybe I will later if I have to, because it made me cry like a goddamn baby. I love this game. It's amazing. Let me see what Moby Games has to say about it. Uh, Outer Wilds is an open-world mystery about a solar system trapped in an endless time loop. Welcome to the space program. You're the newest recruit of Outer Wilds Ventures, a fledgling space program searching for answers in a strange, constantly evolving solar system. Mysteries of the solar systems. What lurks in the heart of the ominous dark bramble? Who built the alien ruins on the moon? Can the endless time loop be stopped? Answers await you in the most dangerous reaches of space. A world that changes over time. The planets of Outer Wilds are packed with hidden locations that change with the passage of time. Visit an underground city before it's swallowed by sand, or explore the surface of a planet as it crumbles beneath your feet. Every secret is guarded by hazardous environments and natural catastrophes. Grab your intergalactic hiking gear, strap on your hiking boots, check your oxygen levels, and get ready to venture into space. Use a variety of unique gadgets to probe your surroundings, track down mysterious signals, decipher ancient alien writing, and roast the perfect marshmallow. That's what they've got to say about this one. Now, Luke, we had a brief yeah. conversation before we actually started recording. Yeah, we did. I do think The Outer Wilds is a good game. Yeah. I feel like it's been getting way more attention than it deserves, and I'm gonna have to be the bad guy on this one. Uh-huh. I think I have a few objections to it, but okay. my biggest one is pretty simple. All right. First-person platforming 
with a strict time limit. Ooh, that's a good point. <sighs> was there that much platforming? I don't remember there being that much platforming. There was... So, there is outright platforming in the one planet with the black hole in the core. Yeah, a little bit. But also, you can fly. Yeah, but like the flight controls pack. are kind of fucky. Which is fine, in and of itself, because uh-huh. I like the sense of momentum it gives. But given how much miscalculating a jump in that area in particular can fuck you up, it frustrated me a yeah. lot. Um, I also ran into a lot of issues with the area where the sand rises and falls. Uh, yeah, exploring yeah. that area. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Dark Bramble, mm-hmm. great sense of space and horror in there. Sucks yeah. to actually get through. Yeah. Um, it, that's just sort of how I felt about the whole game. If it, like, I don't mind the time limit in and of itself, but I don't think it suits this sort of game very well the, with the way it controls mm. and the sort of things you're trying to explore and learn. Hmm. I feel like the time loop is kind of necessary because they want that sense of, like, these worlds change over time, and they do interesting stuff pegged to that. Here's what I'll say. I definitely understand getting frustrated with Outer Wilds. There's a lot of puzzles that are, you know, rely on some finicky physics or involves sitting around waiting for a long time for the time loop to hit the right point, and then you fuck up something and die, and you have to wait again, and that's obnoxious. You're right, the Dark Bramble gets real annoying past a certain point. It's it's tough because on one hand I totally understand how the the kind of rougher edges of this game would drive somebody off, and I really don't have any like, yeah, of course, yeah, it gets frustrating sometimes. And if that's a turnoff, like, I get it. Um But also, other than like maybe a few small tweaks, I wouldn't want them to change that much about it Mm -hmm. like the idea that this world is very like big and expansive and dangerous and you're gonna die a lot because it's space and space will never run out of new ways to kill you adds a lot to both the atmosphere of it and i think kind of ties into uh some of the themes it's going for um sure I'm not going to spoil everything out of the gate here. I'm, I'll say from here on, I might allude to things in the ending. And if you are not wanting to be spoiled about that, I would say, hey, maybe just cut the episode off here and go play the Outer Wilds till you beat it. But anyway, like, yeah, you're going to die a lot in this game. And you kind of, if, if you're going to make progress, you sort of have to accept that you're going to die a lot in this game. Mm-hmm. And accepting that you're going to die is kind of a big part of what the Outer Wilds is. Sure. Um, and again, I do want to emphasize, I did like the game. Uh, I thought there sure. were some great moments in it. In particular, I really loved everything to do with the Quantum Moon. Um, but I think the aspects I didn't like about it bogged it down enough for me that yeah, there are going to be some games where I'm going to champion them against Outer Wilds. So just be That's ready fair. for that. Uh, this is one, like, this is in my top ten all-time games. I, I can definitely accept if it doesn't make the top ten here. I, I'm ready to pretty much go to the map for it against just about anything on this list, but I'm only one vote, so we'll see how it goes. Let's see here, we are starting with number 310. Maxi, how does Outer Wilds compare to... 
Final fight for the SNES. A side-scrolling brawler Outer with Wilds. Cody and... All right. <laughs> Cassandra. Yeah, Outer Wild. <laughs> Crystal. Outer Wilds. Chelsea. Um, Outer Wilds. All right. Outer Wilds moves up to number 155. Chelsea, how does Outer Wilds compare to Blair Witch Volume 1, Rust in Par, uh, the first episode of a collection of games all about Blair Witch and its deep mythology? Um, uh, Outer Wilds. Hey, remember how Blair Witch game came out this year? Hey, did you know that apparently the Blair Witch started the Gulf War? Yeah, I heard that happens in that game. What? Okay. Crystal? Uh, Outer Wilds. How did the Blair Witch start the Gulf War? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is yeah, admittedly hearsay. I'm just saying. That. Yeah, it sounds like there's some like lore that you pick up in that new Blair Witch game. That's like, I don't know. I guess she used her witch magics to like influence human events or something. I don't know. Uh, Cassandra. Well, that sounds dumb. I'm voting for Outer Wilds. <laughs> Maxi. Outer Wilds. All right. Outer Wilds takes it and keeps on uh, rocketing up. To number 76. <clears throat> Maxi, how does Outer Wilds compare to Onweji? Onweji. <laughs> you should still small... explain it, but Onweji. Yeah. An indie game where you play as Luigi uh, traveling through a broken, unnavigable version of the Super Mario Brothers landscape as he smokes and thinks existential thoughts to himself. Uh, Cassandra, how do you vote? Onweji. Uh, Crystal. Outer Wilds. Chelsea. Outer Wilds. All right, yeah, I'm also voting Outer Wilds. <laughs> I'm so glad. I was real <laughs> worried there for a sec. Chelsea, how does Outer Wilds compare to number 40, Chibi Robo Plug Into Adventure, a game you lent me and which is still in my Wii and I need to get a power brick for the Wii so I can eject it and give it back to you? It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. I gotta go get it from my parents' house. It's, <laughs> it's a whole production. Outer Wilds. All right. <laughs> Crystal. Outer Wilds. Cassandra. Chibi Robo. Maxi. Chibi Robo. That ties it. I'm going Outer Wilds, which moves it up to number 21. Maxi, how does it compare to, ooh, hmm, Elite Beat Agents, uh, an arcade rhythm game where you play as a group of secret agents that have to cheerlead normal people through their darkest moments in life. Now, Luke, I didn't get as far in Outer Wilds as you. Yeah. Is there a part where you suddenly switch perspectives and you have to save your previous guy uh, with the power of, I believe it was Jumpin' Jack Flash, or was that the Zombies one? No, it's Jumpin' Jack Flash in the end. Okay. Uh, the Zombies one was Survivor. Hey, wasn't there an AB- ABC is the one that plays when you're the dog, right? Oh, maybe I don't remember for sure. Uh, no, the dog one is Highway Star. Oh, also good. Yeah. Uh, okay. My answer is kind of, but if it was the Outer Worlds, the Outer Wilds theme instead of uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Mm, elite Beat Agents. All right. All right. Cassandra. Elite Beat Agents. Crystal. Outer Wilds. Chelsea. Outer Wilds. I'm voting Outer Wilds. That one was a tough one for me, though. Like, if it lost to Elite Beat Agents, I wouldn't be that mad. Outer Wilds moves up to number 11. <laughs> Chelsea, how does it compare to Cookie's Bustle, the baffling point-and-click adventure game where you're a little girl who's also a teddy bear who goes to compete in the Olympics amid an uh, uh, incoming insurrection 
you know, sparked by the contact of aliens with human beings. Outer Wilds. All right, Crystal. Outer Wilds. Cassandra. Cookies Bustle. Maxie. Cookies Bustle. <sighs> I've got to think real hard about this. Because on the one hand, Outer Wilds is obviously the better game. On the other hand, it's real funny for Cookies Bustle to win things. All right, Outer Wilds. Which means that Outer Wilds is a lock for the top ten. And it's going up against StarCraft, Maxi. You're really making me do this, Luke. StarCraft versus Outer Wilds. Gotta be StarCraft. All right, Cassandra. How many pylons do you build? Zero. zero. You repurpose some pylons, I'm pretty sure. Well, hmm. What if I told you the answer to that question is kind of a spoiler? Uh, ooh. <laughs> a mystery <laughs> pylon. I think I'm going to vote for Outer Wilds then. <laughs> Crystal. Outer Wilds. All right, Chelsea. Outer Wilds. All right. Outer Wilds takes it. It's in the top five. Everyone's going to boo us when we have a game from last year as our no, like top five games at PAX. Yeah, now, in fairness, we do already have Bug Fables in there. Yeah, but no one's ever heard of Bug Fables. You know, that's they true. They boo us for different reasons for that one. That Wilds is a game that's very, like, of the 2010s. It's kind of an, a culmination of, like, three different trends, which is big space exploration game, walking simulator, yeah. and roguelites. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Maxie, how does Outer Wilds compare to Undertale? I don't actually need to ask that question, and yet I am. It's Undertale. Yeah. Uh, Cassandra? Does anyone ever acknowledge past loops in in Outer Wilds? Uh, One other character is aware of them. That's cool. I'm going to vote for Undertale. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Crystal. Outer Wilds. Crystal? What? (laughs) Chelsea. I don't know. That's my opinion. <laughs> Vote with your heart, Chelsea. I know what your answer is. It's okay. Undertale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Undertale takes it. Outer Wilds moves down to number three. Chelsea, how does Outer Wilds compare to Pathologic? We talked about Outer it. Wilds. Outer Wilds. Outer uh, Wilds. Crystal. Outer Wilds. Cassandra. Outer Wilds just no, seems more no. playable. Cassandra. 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 What? What's this? Remember <laughs> me? I need okay. you to vote for Pathologic, please. Oh, you want to, you want to make Luke decide? Okay. Yes. Uh, pathologic. All right. All right. Pathologic. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Outer Wilds. It would. I would vote Pathologic too if that was what we we're talking about. But we're not. So Outer Wilds. All right. It's not hard for me. Maxie. Like Luke, Luke has already made this decision about whether Pathologic uh, two or Outer Wilds is better. You know. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of hoping to make you uh, really think about that one a little bit, but. Yeah. Okay. Alright, with that, Outer Wilds is placed at number three, directly above Pathologic, directly below Undertale. Top five. Undertale, officially our best game of the 2010s. Hell yeah! Alright, the system yeah, works, right. baby! <laughs> Let me just see if I can't... Uh, well, first let's see what got knocked out of where. Celeste, no longer a top ten game. Oh, Ooh. that fucking sucks. I'm sorry. That does suck. Celeste is a masterpiece. You should play it. Uh, what's no longer top 50? Let's see here. Uh, Pokemon Emerald. Pokemon Emerald, no longer top 50. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and Rocksmith, no longer top 100. That's also fine. All right. Let's see if Find I can... Find the Invisible be- Cow, no longer top 200. Oh, that's true. 
I probably cannot figure out just by looking at the list what's the best of each decade, but we can try real fast. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, best of the 2000s. Undertale, best of the 2010s. Uh, wow, there there are a lot of games. All right, StarCraft, best of the 90s. <laughs> Uh, best of the 80s would have to be, let's see, Wait. still scrolling, Metal Gear 2, Solid no, that's State. Oh, was that a 90s game? That's like 1990, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then Tetris for the Game Boy is best of the 80s. Hang on, you're telling me Metal Gear 2 is better than Tetris? Uh, according to this list it is. Oh, well, I guess that's just science. Can't always yeah. confirm your bias. And then best of the 70s might be a harder one to find because none of them did all that well. I think it's Colossal Cave Adventure, though. All right. Uh, I don't want to sit here and scroll, so I'm going to call it Colossal Cave Adventure. Maybe it's wrong. Who can say? Might be Breakout, actually. Breakout's at 78. Cave Adventure. No, Cave Adventure 64. I think that one wins. Congratulations to all the best games of their respective no, think... decades. Oh, wait, no, you're right. Yeah. Or maybe Portopia? That's an 80s game. Let's get out Starcraft of here. Starcraft Game of the Millennium. Yeah, Starcraft is the game of the millennium. That's true. I guess, so far at least, Paper Mario is Game of the Millennium too. Alright, Maxi, is there anything you'd like to plug? Well, I'd like to plug Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling, now available on PC. Should be getting a Switch port, I believe, sometime this year, if you're into uh, playing your RPGs on Switch. That's cool. Also, I do music or something. It's a, you know, I do... It's, it's pastelhandgrenade.bandcamp.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Maxi... Uh, wait, is it still at Maxi Satan? Yeah, it's still at Maxi Satan. Oh. I'm on Twitter at Maxi Satan and on Tumblr at uh, Max Knightley. Uh, and I do music. I, I'm up to take commissions. If you're looking for music for a game, music for a podcast, of your own, whatever. Yeah, uh, I recommend commissioning Maxi. She does good work. Cassie, how about you? I'll plug Xenoblade Chronicles X. You can buy it for the Wii U exclusively. <laughs> Uh, I'm on Twitter at definitely exists, and I made at Let's Play Spot the bot right. for this podcast. Yeah. Crystal, anything you want to plug? At Arcane Crystal. All right, Chelsea. Top Fifty uh, Fantasy Four is no longer in the top three hundred. Oh shit! Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at netspasibus, and you can find a link to the Audio Entropy Underground unofficial official Discord on the Audio Entropy official Twitter. At Audio Entropy. Join the Discord. It's a good Discord. Uh, and I think that's it for me. All right. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find this show on AudioEntropy.com alongside a whole bunch of other great shows, such as Where's Pod When I'm Scared, a podcast about Veggie Tales, Teenagers with Attitude, a Power Rangers podcast that's just now starting Power Rangers Turbo. Great time to jump on. Uh,. We got Strangest Fiction. That's about role-playing games. That's a good one. Uh, we got... We got... I think... I don't know if Basho and Tell is currently updating, because I don't know if it's sumo season right now, but that's a podcast we have. Thesaurus uh, Rexed. What's that? Rexed. Thesaurus Rexed. Thesaurus Rexed! A podcast dedicated to murdering the thesaurus. Thesaurus Rexed is really good. It's it's a fun podcast. I was guested on an episode, and it was a good time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We got a lot of good shit. Go check it out. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, and if you really, really like us, head back on over to AudioEntropy.com, click that motherfucking donut button, and give us some money to buy some donuts. And, uh, if you're gonna be in San Antonio, Friday, January 16th, I think 16th? Friday, January 17th, uh, 
Come on down to Pack South, where we're going to be doing a live episode of Let's Place, 2.30 p.m. in the Cactus Theater. Crystal, unfortunately, will not be there, but me and Chelsea will be alongside some of our favorite guests. Which is to say, some of our guests who are going to be able to be there in person. But I like them also. Anyhow, uh, I think that about covers it. We've done it. We got through all the games of the decades. All the best ones. I said I wanted to fuck up this top ten list for going into 2020, and I think I accomplished that. Yeah. Seven of the top ten games are games we've added. No, six of the top ten games are games we've added through this process. Nope. What have we learned from all this? I feel like we've learned that the 70s sucked, the 80s are overrated, the 90s are, you know, getting there, and then the 2000s and the 2010s are where all the good video well, games happen. Everything good is new, is what we've We're learned. also yeah. age-biased. Yeah. Ah, I don't know what you're oh, talking about. Well, What's recency okay, no. bias? I, mean, I will say... I'm, Recency bias is almost certainly a factor, but I do think in terms of both solid gameplay and compelling plots, the medium has genuinely advanced a lot. That's not to say there were no games you know, in the 90s or in the 80s which were genuinely compelling or well put together, but I think you know, it's the same way that looking at Metropolis, obviously... That's an influential movie and one that people love a lot. But if you look right. at most movies that were coming out at the time, they're not going to be Metropolis. And I think in a similar right. way, you know, Final Fantasy IV, I think, has a lot of uh, positive feelings. Super Mario 3, Super Mario World, a lot of those old Zelda games. But at the same time, a lot of the stuff that was, like, coming out on the Atari, just nothing. Just ugly pixel art. And hard to figure out what's going on. A lot of the stuff. Yeah, on the I feel NES, like people are always talking about like, oh, what's the Citizen Kane of video games? Like, all the Atari games are like the Lumiere brothers of video games. Yeah. Like, it's stuff where, yeah, it's impressive just that there are graphics moving on the screen that respond to your input, and it didn't need to be good because it was impressive and new. And, and then you know, you get to the NES, you get to like the early Sega stuff. That's still that's obviously getting better, but I think. You're still seeing a lot of it bogged down by not knowing whether it still wants to be an arcade game or not. That's where you see the really harsh life and continue systems that I think some people have affection for, but I think it's largely misplaced because it doesn't really make the games more compelling. It's just an attachment to something from the old quarter munchers. And I think, you know, nowadays, with the indie scene that developed in the 2000s and the early 2010s, you see games that emulate that arcade difficulty that punishingness uh with a lot more intentionality to it you know what i mean yeah um i think genuinely games have as a medium they've come a tremendous way since the turn of the century and i think that this list is never going to not show that even if we can appreciate the, some of the games that came earlier you know Right, yeah, absolutely. I agree that 2020 is the best time to be playing video games. At the same time, I well, do sure. feel like we are probably a little bit more dismissive towards older games than games that we were 15 when we played, say. Of course, yeah, that's obviously going to be a factor. Um, and and recency bias is going to be a factor. Like, like I said, I cried a lot at Outer Wilds. I've cried at other games, though. In 10 years, am I going to be as high on Outer Wilds as I am now? I don't know. But right now, it, like, is just a, a towering 
achievement in my brain. Yeah, fair. Uh, in in the same way that like adventure might have been for a kid in the seventies or something, you know. I just I, I the way I phrased that made it sound like I was calling myself a kid, and I'm not. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Lou, I'm done hang talking. On, Lou, I did zone out earlier. Did you read the top ten that as it currently? Stands? Oh gosh, you know what? I sure didn't. Let's take a look at the bottom ten and top ten. Bottom ten unchanged throughout this entire process. So at least no one nominated a real stinker. Uh, at number 616, Medal of Honor Warfighter. Number 617, Tommy's Air Shark. Number 618, Megamind, the Blue Defender. Should be number higher. Six, nine... <laughs> number 619, Under Zero. Number 620, Accordion Hero. Number 621, Minion Pregnancy. Number 622, Time of Silence. Number 623, Lucky Charms Memory Machine. Number 624, Mechanica. And number 625, the worst game of all time to our knowledge, South Park, the Stick of Truth. Meanwhile, our top 10 is unrecognizable. At number 10, we've got Butterfly Soup. Number 9, Pac-Man 2, The New Adventures. Number 8, Portal 2. Number 7, Emergency Call Ambulance. Wee, woo, wee, woo. Number 6, Starcraft. Number five, Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling. Hell yeah! Number four, Pathologic. Number three, Outer Wilds. Number two, Undertale. And number one, still the best game of all time to our knowledge, Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. I Like, the, this new list doesn't, like, my mouth isn't used to making these words. It sounds <laughs> foreign in my mouth. I don't like it. Ugh. Remember Resident Evil 4? That's the number 23 now. I, I really miss being able to say Resident Evil 4 on every episode. It was a good time. God. Alright, let's get the hell out of here. Chelsea, give us a sign-off. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Crystal. Bingo bongo. Cassandra. The Wii U is a very good console. <laughs> Maxi. As much as things have been difficult over the past several years, and as much as they continue to be challenging now, both personally and politically, uh, I entered 2020 with a real sense of optimism, and I'm trying to maintain that. I think the decade ahead will certainly hold a lot of challenges, again, both personal and political, but try and approach it with a positive mindset, and uh, do what you can to both make the world a slightly better, kinder place, and to build the life for yourself that is truly worth living. Um, and I wish everyone listening to this, and everyone currently recording it, luck in that endeavor. Fart Soup! We'll see you next time on Let's Place! Sarcastic.